One, two, three, testing. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Hey, everybody. This is Nicolette, and I am your host of We Can't Go Back. Wow. How great does that feel to say that? Man, this podcast has been in the making for quite some time. Wow. Procrastination at its finest. Um, I've had the idea to create a podcast for probably about a solid year and a half, but the fire has been hot, I guess you could say, since this summer. Um, This year alone has been an eye-opening challenging year but on the flip side it's been you know an amazing year a lot of clarity and uh particularly this summer uh my eyes were open to just things that i want to do how i want to make an impact in this world and really what kind of energy am i putting out there and so um i decided why not try to really do something atypical of me. I can record stuff easily and put it on my Instagram from time to time, but starting a podcast, that's a commitment. And starting a podcast by yourself, that's another level of commitment. And yeah, I'm doing the thing. So y'all are in for a ride as I'm in for a ride. We're going to learn and we're going to flourish and we're going to grow together. So yeah welcome thank you if you're listening for the first time welcome uh so today the episode you are in for a treat uh i have two special women uh we recorded this episode back in august and gosh what an amazing episode um my cousin erica came to visit for my non-existing graduation which i'm still salty about um but uh me her and my roommate jane got together and really just sat down and had a raw conversation and um i respect and love both of those women so much because they both have such a unique dope story and i'm even happy and appreciative appreciative that they even wanted to put themselves out there to share you know things that i would consider that are intimate about them so for this first episode we're talking all things unlearning because who doesn't want to unlearn right i feel like when i think about 2020 Unlearning is probably one of the first things that comes to my mind. Um, Funny enough, we talked so much organically that the conversation turned out to be almost an hour and a half. And for time's sake, I don't want to release an episode, the first episode, that's an hour and a half. So you guys are in for a treat. You get two for one. Uh, This episode is going to be divided into two parts. Um, This first snippet you guys will listen to today is all things unlearning you know while we we talk about relationships um singleness uh conditioning social condition social conditioning uh friendships uh, most importantly um i think these two women are so dope because of you know their cultures their sexual orientation they're both lesbian women and they have some 
you know, some gems to provide, some knowledge to provide. So we talk about unlearning when you think about the LGBTQIA population and, you know, where they fit with that. And also for the next episode, we lead into at the end of this episode, culture, unlearning with, you know, how um, living in a society in America where we're forced to assimilate to the culture here compared to if maybe you were raised a different culture. Erica is a dope, proud black woman and Jane is a proud Asian woman. She's Laotian and Thai and those are two different experiences. So um, yeah, y'all are in for a real treat. Real, real, real treat. Um, If you're listening, I appreciate you so much. I love you, I value you because you clicked uh, play to listen. Uh, join me for this ride. It might be a bumpy one or it might be a smooth one. Who knows? Um, so without further ado, we're going to get into it. And if you really like this episode, come back and listen to the second part and subscribe to my channel. I got a lot more content coming out for you guys. I love you. Take care. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of We Can't Go Back. Today I have some special guests with me. Y'all want to introduce yourselves or do I got to do it my own? Uh, Maybe you should go ahead and introduce who your guests are. Oh, okay. I thought y'all wanted to do it yourself. (laughs) My bad, B. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's in the yellow. It's good? Okay. Um, bear with us, y'all. You know, we're still learning these podcast rules and regulations. So, um, tonight I got two special ladies with me, all the way from Compton, Long Beach, California. Who we got in the building? Um, I don't know what to call myself on this podcast. (laughs) What do I call myself? Should I call myself... I'm gonna just go with QSO. Um, Hi. That's that's who I am. Who are you, QSO? Tell QSO. the about you. QSO, uh, well, um, I'm a, you know, from Los Angeles, California. Uh, I am a social worker, <laughs> DJ. I. Uh, soon to be doula. Ooh. Um, so that's who I am for now. We'll get in, a bit into it. Of who, right. who I am more. Nice, nice. Okay. Then we got raining all the way from Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> Give it up for Jiggy J. Yeah. <laughs> go, go. You call me Jiggy, I'm good with that. <laughs> That's a, that deserves like a little like dance, It really do, like a little, little shoulder, shoulder dance. Yeah, a little, a little TikTok shot. dance. Yeah. Alright, Jane, tell us tell the world about you. Um, I'm a pretty much independent Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh gay and proud. Mm-hmm. Um pretty much just doing the art side. I love Venturing it. out, living life, learning. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Making sure it's picking up on our voices. All right, everybody. So if you've been around this year, I think everyone is aware. I don't know. 
you think of the word 2020, y'all tell me, what's the first word that comes to your mind? COVID. <laughs> COVID, definitely. And um, I would say one of the key words is transformation. Mm-hmm. Transformation, yeah. 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 So... Um, before we get into that, though, let's go ahead and talk about the top three. Okay. Top three, top three, top three. What's so, top three? Top three is, if you think about your past week, let's share three, top three things that have been, um, that stuck out for you, whether that's gratitude, whether that's positive, whether that's just anything that you would classify as a top three in your mind. Um... I'll go first. Uh, first thing that comes out to my mind, top three. Um, in the past week, uh, I mean, you came into town. So that's that's been a top three. <laughs> Hanging with my cousin, that's definitely been a top three. Yeah. Um, second thing that came to my mind was uh, school. Starting the PhD program at my school. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the third thing that came to my mind was um, celebrating with my family and friends over the weekend, mm-hmm. finishing school and having, you know, just some time out. I know everyone's been stuck at home with COVID and not really been able to um, socialize. So it was really nice just to get out and just have some um, community with the people that I love. So yeah. I would say that's my top three. Okay. Jiggy. Jane. <laughs> Jig them. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, top three is, I, I totally agree with what Q Soul said, like transformation. It, it has been a test, I think, for every individual, every kind of life in, on this planet to just go through transformation for what we're going through, whether mm-hmm. it's climate change, mm-hmm. um, what we're dealing with politics, what affects mm-hmm. us in living, yeah. um, learning. Um, and pretty much one is mainly the test of personal transformation for me, mm-hmm. um, learning and just trying to find my passion mm-hmm. and also just diving deep with that. What's my purpose on this, on this lifetime? Yeah. So those are my top three. That's dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick to the word transformation and I'm going to say the top three it's definitely touching down in Texas. Um, been in California for quite some time. I needed a break. Uh, t- another point that I could make is just being grateful for, you know, just the waking up in the morning. Um, another top three, my last would be... Um, just being supportive of others, just making sure that others feel supported in whichever way and where they stand in their lives today, mm-hmm. just being able to hold space for them. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like the top three for me. Definitely. Holding space. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good... Got to write that down. So... What a year, right? <laughs> We're not even done. That's the We're crazy part. We're not even part. done. We don't even on. know what's to come. Well, at the, it's weird, though. It's like, you know, uh, considering with how everything has started in the beginning yeah. of this year. And yeah. then all of a sudden, we just get this surprise, unexpectedness. And it just hits us with a wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
time for some reason just went by so fast, but yet it still feels slow. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. we know that we have COVID nineteen in our uh-huh. in our mind uh-huh. subconsciously mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But also yeah. think about everyday life. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's been a year, you know, and um, <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast. Um, I think this was during COVID that I found this podcast, but. Um, these two women were talking about the word unlearning and I think they came out with their podcast season before COVID hit here in the States. Um, but I, after I heard that, that word, and then obviously going through life since March, it's just been stuck in my mind. I mean, that's how this podcast came about too, but that's what I want to dive into tonight is just really understanding and hearing y'all talk about what are the things that y'all feel like you've been unlearning since hmm. I don't even want to put parameters on it I would say this year but I think sometimes <laughs> that unlearning goes back to childhood for me personally you know mm-hmm. unlearning mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes ties into the uh, conditioning you know oh definitely um, so I want to know I mean you guys are both two independent women two different backgrounds two different stages in your life also two different generations i think you know so what would you guys say um is like you know um what's one thing that you've had to unlearn and how did you get to that place of unlearning (laughs) um i mean currently i think this year has been a, a very big situation where I had to learn but also unlearn um, what I've what I've done in the past <clears throat> I'll give an example I went I recently went through a heartbreak and learning what what I carried from past relationships I was I learned that and then it was the part that the mistakes I made and right now since I don't, I'm, I'm single mm-hmm. and I'm not in that relationship. It's yeah. affected me so much to where I really have to dive deep into myself to unlearn right. yeah. mm-hmm. the parts that I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, be conscious of what I did to, so I don't repeat that in yeah. the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a big transformation of also understanding like who I am as a person before I met that and then what can I do to change myself currently. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah. You hit it. Yeah. Because that was kind of like my... Um, aha moment of 2020 was coming out of a um a relationship and I say relationship because it was someone who I was tied to for Mm -hmm. so long Mm -hmm. and then you move into a space of and that point of like a relationship can really affect different parts of your life so like even though this was a relationship that I learned a lot from I had to unlearn who I was Mm -hmm. and I had to really take a step back to really like unlearn some of the things of which I thought that I knew about myself, which I've been taught that wasn't really me. And so like what that looks like is, is really being okay with standing on my two feet and Mm -hmm. speaking my truth unapologetically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like just saying how I feel. Yeah. And not having to feel like I'm 
hurting somebody else's feelings because I'm doing what's right for me. Like you're not affecting anybody. Yeah. So that was like a, a huge transformation and really just letting go and really just being free. Like I feel like right now and in this stage of life, like I've really like let go of a lot of things and really I feel lighter. Yeah. And I feel like that's a part of the transformation for me is just being able to live a life of like reaching complete freedom of not really caring who, what, when, where, how, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think that that's really important for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, as you guys were talking, I was also thinking about how, um, like Jane, you said it, you're single mm-hmm. and you're obviously in a relationship now. Yeah. So what is that process of unlearning even like by yourself yeah. compared to unlearning when you do have someone else there with you? And what's the difficulties? Because I see, I see difficulties in, in both ways, you oh, know? Definitely. Um, so your question is, what does unlearning look like? When you're in a relationship. When you're in, in a relationship. Compared, compared to, like, to being, single. being single. I feel yeah. like that's two different kind of experiences, right? There is, because at the same time, what I just said earlier, Q-Soul's in a relationship. It's like she's learning because she was attached to a previous. Mm-hmm. And... She's carrying, she's not really, well, technically she is carrying it with her, but it's a learning process that she knows mm-hmm. not to have that affect the current relationship. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's going to pretty much sabotage yourself and yeah. the relationship with that person. Yeah. So for me, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm being raw and for real. So like now me being single, it's really hit hard to where like, and me realizing that I'm reflecting so I take it personally because I'm always hard on myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm, I got to learn to forgive. And I am in that process of forgiving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. still, I, have, I forgive my ex a little bit. But it takes time. Man. I'm, I still feel like I'm in this, like, grieving stage mm-hmm. to where I'm going to be more, like, showing myself unconditional love soon. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, the mm-hmm. difficult that's like the line I'm still tipping. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you said that because as you were talking, I was <clears throat> when you said forgiveness and then you said forgive her, the first thing that came to my mind though was self-forgiveness. Right, right. Because that's something that I really do struggle with is once I unlearn or become, once I one, become aware of a pattern of behavior and then I unlearn that pattern of behavior, mm-hmm. I uh, notoriously hold myself to a really high standard yeah and holding yourself to a really high standard is fine until you get to that place of unforgiveness right right um and trying to learn self-forgiveness over i would say even before covid hit maybe the last year year and a half has been um one of the most difficult things for me i can give people i love so much respect and energy and it giving it the same self-love to myself sometimes can be the hardest thing you know yeah because i i see that you know we we talked off we talked about this like at the bar something about um oh darn it i forgot the word um (laughs) was it obedient <laughs> Obedient. <laughs> Obedient. <laughs> we gonna have to save that one for another day. <laughs> it was it was off the tip of my tongue, but now I can't backtrack. But when it comes to forgiveness, it's like definitely I agree with you because it always comes with 
self-forgiveness and oh we were talking about conditions mm, yeah mm-hmm. um and i feel like personally for me from my background my family my culture i was raised to always um respect um, guests host them and mm. always give a smile be kind be mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. give them water if they want um if they stay for dinner then you know we host yeah and I think growing up and then learning that I would always give, 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 and not not limiting myself and setting boundaries yeah. mm-hmm. to where I need to give to myself too. Yeah, I can't give so much yeah. energy to right. to the yeah. guests. It's like the little like as you become older, you start to recognize like something mm-hmm. that can seem so normal can really be something that's like it sets Whoa. a standard. Mm-hmm. It sets a standard yeah. for like you know what I've yeah. been giving, giving, giving in a place where I don't even feel natural or comfortable doing mm-hmm. this, but because mm-hmm. I was told I need and hear. taught and learned that this is something that I have to do, I'm like. I'm going to do it because this is supposed to make me a good person. Right. Mm-hmm. This right. is how I show that I'm right. like a nice person and I want you to feel comfortable while you're here. Right. And I think that when we talk about unlearning, we really have to get to the root of like, why do I do that? And like deep down inside, like I don't even feel that doesn't even feel natural to me. So like. Why do I have to do that? And we've been pressured and socialized to believe. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. we've had mm-hmm. to, you know, do certain things to make other people feel comfortable. And I feel like as we continue to grow into people who want to evolve to, like, understand themselves and to be at peace with themselves, we have to learn to unlearn what we've been taught from, like, our childhood. Because, yeah. like, you know, unfortunately, but luckily, we've reached the point where what has happened in the past and what has worked in the past can no longer work in this time. You can't go back. You know, (laughs) we can no longer go back. And during these COVID times, it shows us that we were so stuck in like the functions of life that we never realized that we can no longer go back to Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. what are you going to do now 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 that you know exactly now that you know you can't just like let this this uh information just leave itself and just wither away like it's gonna have some type of resonance with you like it's gonna stick with you and so you just have to figure out, like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that uh, mm-hmm. Totally, totally mm-hmm. reminds that. me of um, earlier when we were in the car and I was telling you how I've been just thinking about good versus bad, right versus wrong, and realizing, like, those two concepts, those are just, those are conditions, right? And, you know, you you hear people, and I'm sure we've all been guilty of saying this before, too, of, like, I just want to be a good person. And it's like, okay, but what is good? You know? Yeah. What What is good? Because you want to be a good person because society tells you what's what good is, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Is, is good really just a figment of our imagination? You know, is it a construct that society made of, of, like, here is a good model citizen, you know? Right. What about the bad citizen? You know, what makes that's constructed also, you right. know? Um, but... Yeah, I've had to unlearn just that um, idea because I've definitely been that person that puts me in, that has put myself in the box of like I want to be I just want to be good. Right. If if this is the fork in the road where you got to pick between good and bad, I want to pick good. 
Because what I've been told about bad, bad is not good, right? But there's really no... No, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You've been taught that. You've been taught yeah, like and good versus bad. When it's as like, I've gotten older, yeah. that's where I'm stuck in this place of unlearning. Because here's the other thing, too. Good will mess you up because yeah. you live your life according to a standard of like this is what good is right perfection and you, you have yeah you have perfection you have this uh, image or you have this this out you project something outwardly from what you believe yes yeah. and then when you finally get to that place of when you realize it it's like dang i just switched up the whole thing mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. being almost 29 i'm just like who well who am i you know because I've lived this life so long thinking that this is the box of good. Mm-hmm. And some of that comes from safety and comfort too. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, okay, where, where's the, like, I just want to be good, bad, and whatever, you know? Right. It's, it's, and it's, it's, it's constant learning for me. Constant. Yeah. I definitely think that, um, it's a process mm-hmm. and like unlearning just as, old as we are whether it's fucking oh oh sorry <laughs> the experiences that we have had <laughs> the experience so you're gonna have to cut that out you know what sorry. you are you are mature you're gonna have to edit that we'll keep it sorry oh <laughs> uh, but and you have something to provide yes 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 certainly uh but the things that we have learned whether we are five years old 10 years old 10 20 years old 25 like these experiences are great experiences and when i say great i mean to great to the amount of like the magnitude of how you know big we've learned things and like we have to be patient with ourselves and know that you know just as easy or um comfortable we were with learning 25 years of of stuff it might not take a day a week a month mm-hmm. to unlearn these things this does not happen overnight mm-hmm. and i think that when we say unlearning we have to be comfortable with going through the process of of unlearning because it really isn't like the most pleasant thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can attest to that uh you know so um both of y'all said it sounds like the tip of the iceberg for y'all was uh, relationships. No, no, no. I mean, so. that was just the. I mean, I that was one. Assume. That was okay. one aspect. So, let me ask this question then: What would you guys say was the tip of the iceberg to start to unlearn? For me personally, it was a relationship. To, well, relationship <laughs> is just so broad. It uh-huh. depends on what kind of relationships. Is it more of the, like the intimate relationships? Is it relationships with your family? Is yeah, with your friends, there right? we go. There we go. So how how it happened with me was a it was a domino. It was a romantic and a friend relationship that uh-huh. triggered the unlearning to realize the same situation that I had show up with those two people was the same exact scenario with a lot of other people in my life. Uh-huh. So that was the tip of the iceberg. But did y'all have like a specific thing outside of relationships that you think was the tip of the iceberg? The tip of the iceberg was my relationships with my, my parents. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say. <laughs> but I was going to say that it was my relationship with my ex and it was my relationship with my parents. So, um, yeah, that, that was the tip to... of the iceberg right there. <laughs> the next point that, that I was going to ask, <laughs> I think that's going to tie into what I was going to my next thing I wanted to dive into with unlearning was just 
about your um, upbringing. Not even your upbringing, but you guys are both two lesbian women, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And it makes me wonder what is that process like of unlearning because society still to this day pretty much tells us we live in a very heteronormative society, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, how do you unlearn? I'm trying to pick my words carefully, but the first word that comes to my mind is damage. Because I don't know what that experience is, right? How do you unlearn that damage of living in a very heteronormative society when you're not heteronormative you know man i feel like (laughs) i could go i I think we could it's a very broad spectrum because there's so many things that ties in with how damaged society is Uh especially how the ones that we're close to Uh if they turn the 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 other way it can affect you so greatly and that damages you or whether if you're in a heteronormativity society that damages you because it's both affecting external and internal right so I mean, Q-Soul, what would you say to add to that? Um, I would say that the question was, what was the question? How is unlearning tied into um, being a lesbian woman? I felt like my whole life I was living a lie. I felt like my whole life I was taught to be this person and I just was not, that just did not sit right with who I felt I was. Like, naturally, you gravitate towards certain things. And if you feel, like, deep down inside, like, this makes me happy and this makes me feel comfortable, like, but you're being told that this is not what you should do, you become in a place of uncomfortability. You start to question who you are. You start to question what do people think about you. Like, Mm -hmm. subconsciously, you start to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because it's like the people who really are supposed to rock with me, they don't really rock with me. So I don't really know how to release and let myself be free to other people to genuinely show up for myself Mm -hmm. to where people can accept and be like, okay with Mm -hmm. it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a part of the unlearning was really having to, like I said in the beginning, was unapologetically be who you are and Mm -hmm. you don't have to like it like you don't have to like that I I like women you know you don't have to like that part of me but (laughs) you're not gonna you're not coming in the bed with me at night you're not sleeping with me you're not hearing my deepest and intimate story so this doesn't it shouldn't have to affect you. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So I, I just had to unlearn like what other people think and where they're at mentally. It, that's where you are. But I just hope that you can understand that at the end of the day, what really matters is an individual's happiness mm-hmm. and not what you expect for them to be like, but just mm-hmm. to make sure that they're at peace with who they are. Like that's really what matters to me as yeah. far as unlearning. Exactly. Yeah. Think though, like for some reason, I just keep thinking about compassion and empathy. There we go. You know, that's my two favorite words. Because it's like the you know how we go back to learning when we're younger, when we're children. Yeah. We were shown love. Yeah. But in a different set of ways, what our parents taught us, (laughs) what they know. Yeah. And so it's like, but they didn't go to the full effect of like, if you're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. or you're not understanding, they don't really show that facial feature of like, oh hey, it's okay. This is a learning process. Right. Right. It's okay that now you know that's it hurts you. Yeah. Now you know that you know don't do it again. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's still I I would think it's a good way you learn that way, Mm -hmm. not a bad way. 
it was bad that you hurt, but at the same time, you're still approaching it in a good, compassionate way. And that's why I, that that's where like because uh, I just graduated with my master's, and a part of like my my program was really like unlearning who society has taught my parents to socialize me as, and yeah. where I've come with these ideas of who I thought I was, yeah. and that has brought me to be so compassionate and when I say compassionate I mean like I will cry for people because yeah. I'm able yeah. to sincerely put myself in your position yeah. like I can visualize I can feel it and sometimes that's not like I don't really enjoy being an empathetic person because it really can like you can really, really feel really it you yeah. feel me and yeah. so like just being able to be compassionate and really being able to humble myself right. to really be at the most centered centered yeah. level yeah. is all that matters because yeah. as human beings that's mm -hmm. all we want is connection exactly and we just want to know that like the next person is you know like we're hearing each other out and that we're here for each other in a non-judgmental way so mm -hmm. that's really you're right like compassion and empathy is really what drives us and i think that that has to do with like the lgbtqia plus community <laughs> right yeah. is yeah. we really just want people to be compassionate towards okay. us yes. we're not that much different from you the only thing that's different is that we just find the other the same sex attractive you know and it's like yeah i don't know it's just it's, it's just really it's complex it is complex because it's before our time that society um, and still struggling with that. Yeah. Right? I mean, you look back to me from like, if you can think about like what you learned in school, like um, middle school and seventh grade, we were, we had a choice of selecting um, electives, what we mm -hmm. wanted to learn, like mm -hmm. Spanish or French. Mm -hmm. There was Latin. Mm -hmm. So like, I would look up books and read some, and there were, you know, pictures of the Greek mythology, Roman mythology, yeah. and you see these naked stat statues, <laughs> like from Michelangelo. Uh -huh. Leonardo da Vinci was influenced from that. And, um, but, in a public school system, they don't, they show like the bust and everything, but they don't show anything else that could lead to like, quote unquote, pornography. Uh -huh. There were statues and there are bases and pictorials dated yeah. based on their records of how society was that there were guy and guy mm -hmm. relationships. There mm -hmm. were women and women relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There were emperors who took advantage of being in their status yeah. of having concubines yeah. and mm -hmm. also gay men yeah. involving in each other, but yet... I believe during that era, they were sexually free yeah. to express how they would right, express. Right. Not until someone came along and put their controlling views of that's not right. Mm -hmm. It almost reason. sounds like someone comes along and puts their ignorance there. It yeah. has to be ignorance, yeah. right? Control. Ignorant is ignorance control? To control the masses. Mm -hmm. To sway the opinion of others to be on... Power. Yeah, to uh, ultimately, yeah. like, I, I did this. Yeah. And I want this at the end, yeah. but in order to do that, I have to make yeah. sure I control the no. minds of others. That makes sense. It, um, that's guess. something that I've tried to learn over the last couple of years is really history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't ever take whatever you hear from someone or you learn from something as, like, the, the end-all, be-all. You got to do your own research mm -hmm. and figure out where does this idea, this thought 
this construct come yeah. from right you know it didn't just pop out of thin air and come up in 2020 it came from somewhere you know and school for me personally didn't teach me that you know yeah. and maybe that does contribute to like the rose colored glasses that I used to wear sometimes because then again there goes that box you know yeah. like living in that very thin 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 box I decided to cut the episode off here before the conversation um, got a little bit deeper into um, talking about and dissecting culture and a couple of other topics. Um, I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the episode so far. Um, So yeah, come back next week for part two. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Peace out. Take care.